here's the hometown flavor, Chase Buttinger, who is a volleyball player. He's actually regarded as a better volleyball player than he is basketball. He's world class, wants to play on the Olympic volleyball team in 2008. Buttinger headed to Arizona to play for Lute Olson. Making the transition from playing in the NBA to playing professional beach volleyball might seem a little random, but this clip from the 2006 McDonald's All-American Slam Dunk Contest proves Chase Buttinger's path has been anything but random. 2006 was also the year he was named National Volleyball Player of the Year as a senior in high school. In this episode, we'll take a look back at how Chase Buttinger, a member of the University of Arizona's Ring of Honor, has chased after some enormous dreams, accomplishing pro careers in multiple sports, the ultimate goal he is still pursuing, and the lesson he hopes younger generations will learn from his journey. I'm Chirsten Soussel, and this is PHNX The Story. I think a lot of us at some point growing up have made a dream board, a compilation of pictures and cutouts from magazines that represent our goals. Chase was no different. You know, as a little kid, I always grew up, you know, with the posters and a dream board and, you know, the NBA was always the first thing on there. Um, you know, I think, I think my junior year of high school is when I realized that like that dream could become reality. And that's when, like, in my mind, I was like, shoot, like, I got to really work hard, harder at this. I really got to, you know, grind and, and put in the time because this could be a reality for me. My dream could become a reality. In order to accomplish what was first on his dream board, he'd have to take a step back from volleyball and go all in on basketball after high school. And although he received offers from schools like USC and UCLA to play both sports, there was one thing only one program could offer. The opportunity to play for the legendary coach, Lute Olson. I mean, it was basically the reason why I went to U of A was, um, was to be coached by him. Um, you know, I loved all our chads leading up to recruiting. Um, I've, I saw what type of offense they were running. So, like, I was really excited to be a part of his program. Um, so, yeah, like I said, that was pretty much the reason why I went to U of A. And um, I was fortunate enough to get him for one year. Unfortunately, I didn't get him for my whole career there. Um, but, you know, you could just tell that the players that played for him all have loved him, um, you know, throughout their whole lives. So he's one of those type of coaches where, you know, he really puts a staple on, on your life. He first would always state how important family is, um, you know, and he would always create this atmosphere of your team is also your family. So, you know, you've got to always have your brother's backs. You always got to be be there for your teammates. And, um, you know, basketball is just, you know, a sport. You know, obviously we love playing that sport. We all work hard and want to win and be competitive. But ultimately, family is is always, always first. Chase played for Coach Olsen his final year before retiring and remained with the Wildcats for two more seasons at the start of the Sean Miller era. Buttinger 
16 seconds wow. on the shot clock, and he that's an impossible angle. One of his fondest memories from his time in Tucson is playing at the McHale Center on the court named after his late coach in an atmosphere he helped cultivate. Our home games are always electric and fun. And, um, you know, I love going back and going to a game and just, just reliving those memories and really just embracing just just how good of a of a home court U of A is. But I, I would say one one story with Lou, I remember early in my career, I think my freshman year, you know, we had a game and I was kind of being passive and, you know, kind of passing the ball around. And at halftime, he kind of took me to the side and was and just told me straight out, he's like, I need you to be aggressive. I need you to shoot the ball more. I need you to do this. I don't care that you're a freshman. You're one of those guys that we need to count on. And I just remember just like after him saying that, I, I, you know, I think my confidence level just went through the roof the rest of the year. After his three seasons at U of A, Chase's hard work paid off. He was drafted with the 44th overall pick by the Detroit Pistons in 2009, but later that night was traded to the Houston Rockets. Once I got to the NBA, it was definitely a dream. And then, you know, just just getting into the groove of things. Um, you know, obviously your first rookie year, it's just such a big blur because the NBA is so much different from college. It's so much different than anything you have experienced. You you play 82 plus games, um, something that you've never done in a season before. So you definitely just kind of are just going through it with, you know, without really knowing, just trying to follow the veterans throughout the season. And, um, you know, it's been, it's, it's definitely, it goes by real fast. A few years into his NBA career, he had a full circle moment, competing in the NBA slam dunk contest in 2012. His dunk over hip-hop artist Diddy, a far cry from his moves as a high school kid competing at the McDonald's All-American contest. His final dunk of the night, a tribute to Suns great Cedric Sabalos, a 180 dunk blindfolded while wearing a throwback Phoenix Suns jersey. That was fun. That was fun. And I do believe he could not see. Yeah, okay. That moment would serve as a bit of a foreshadow. After eight years in the league, his final stint playing in regular season NBA games would be spent in Phoenix. The time there, you know, it was very short. It was only a few months, but it just uh, really showed of how many, um, you know, fans from U of A, um, how many friends I have there in, in Scottsdale. So I was able to really reconnect with a lot of people that I, I kind of, you know, lost through the NBA years and um, just just kind of showed that the, the family that I had in, 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 in Scottsdale and the support that I had was, was really high. So that's something I definitely took away from that. Chase played one season in the EuroLeague before deciding it was time to accomplish other goals he had for his life and returned to playing another sport he loved. I left basketball to play volleyball. You know, it was, it was kind of, for me, it was kind of always a plan you know, in the back of my head for, for how many years was, was when I was done playing basketball, um, as long as my body could, 
you know, handle it and be healthy enough was to, con- was to play beach volleyball and see how far beach volleyball could take me. It was, um, you know, one, one summer where I was debating of if I wanted to go back overseas or, or um, you know, kind of stop, stop playing. And it was a really tough decision. Um, you know, and it was just a moment in my life where I was kind of just tired of the traveling and playing and, you know, my body was getting beat up from, from basketball. So, you know, I really just wanted to be ho- home. You know, I really wanted to have a, I have a here, I have a house here in Hermosa beach and I really just wanted to just live, live that life of being home instead of being away and traveling eight, nine months out of the year. So, um, you know, I made the decision and I really just never looked back. You know, I kind of just put or basketball away you know, put that, put that part of my life away and started a, a, a new career and a new path. Good dig. Buttinger score. There are matches in a season, maybe in a career, where you feel like you're in the zone and can do no wrong. Typically, they're not on the biggest stage in a championship final. This is amazing. Simply playing pro beach volleyball isn't all that now 34-year-old Buttinger has set out to do. Making it to the Olympics has been a goal of his since childhood, another item on his dream board. I think the Olympics were always on the dream board, too, you know, of making the Olympics. And, um, you know, that's a route that, you know, I could still possibly make um, going, going with the beach volleyball route. So it's definitely still a dream of mine. And it's all based off of uh, points and it's they're all international points FIVB points um, it's a two-year period of collecting points and it's it's based out of your best 12 finishes so ba- basically you probably play around 24 tournaments in, in a two-year period and you take your best 12 and only the top 24 teams in the world get picked the toughest part though for the USA is you you're only allowed two teams so basically, you're mostly fighting for those two spots in USA because we mostly have, you know, four, five teams in the top 24. So you have to beat out your other U.S. teams. Since Chase's story is filled with full circle moments, it's no surprise he'll have another one over the weekend beginning Friday, September 23rd for the AVP Championships a season-ending tournament that will crown the best teams from the season. It will be held at the Footprint Center, home of the Phoenix Suns. The last time Chase played in the arena, he was a Phoenix Sun. This tournament is the best six teams from the AVP are all competing and something new that they're doing. And it's going to be, you know, it's going to be really fun because one, it's in, in indoors, which we've never done. Um, you know, it's going to be in a, the Suns arena, which is really cool. And it's going to bring back a lot of memories for me. And, um, you know, it's going to be high level volleyball and it's going to be quick and it's going to be fast and it's going to be a really fun, fun weekend. And I'm excited to see how the AVP is going to kind of show it and, um, you know, kind of put on a really fun party. It would certainly be something if Chase and his partner could win a championship here in Phoenix. We wish him the best of luck, not only this weekend, but in his pursuit of checking his Olympic dreams off his board. I asked him, by the way, if he were to make a new dream board today, would the Olympics be the new front and center? He answered in a way I think Lou Dolson would be proud of. 
for for the sports world definitely the olympics would be front and center of that and then just the rest would just be you know creating a family and you know raising my raising my son right now i've got a a 12 week, 12 week old son right now. So, um, you know, being a, being a new father, it's, it's been exciting and challenging and it's been a fun journey so far. It's only fitting for the new dad to end things off with some dad advice to parents, raising kids and the kids growing up playing sports, a lesson that can be taken from Chase Buttinger's journey. I would say one thing is I think in today's youth, um, a lot of coaches and teams are, are making, these young players choose only one sport and like only train year round on one sport. And I totally disagree with that. I definitely think that you could use multiple sports to just even get better at one sport. And I've always acknowledged that my volleyball and basketball playing throughout high school and and before helped each other tremendously. You know, I think without my volleyball playing, I wouldn't have been as athletic and wouldn't have the vision I have and that that translated to basketball. So I definitely do think for me that volleyball and basketball translated really well into training and allowed me to become better and more athletic and more explosive in both sports. So I would say that's one thing I would say to the youth. Somehow Trevor Crabb gets a hand on it. this version of Chase Buttinger. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of The Story. If you enjoyed this podcast, it would be super helpful if you could subscribe and leave a review. Also, if you're listening right when this episode drops and want to head out to the AVP Championship, Chase's first match is at 9 p.m. Friday the 23rd. The tournament will continue on Saturday as well. Once again, I'm Chirsten Soussel. Thanks for listening.